listener production. On today's episode of Footy Talk, Joey Montagna joins me to unpack everything from the Lions' den last night and where this, of course, leaves the Richmond Footy Club. Will the Bombers play finals? Can the Hawks roll the Blues? So much to chat. We also preview a massive clash coming your way from the SCG tonight. That's all coming up on Footy Talk. G'day guys and welcome back to Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy with all the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Abby Holmes today with Joey Montagna in studio and Joey, around 16 kicked off last night and safe to say it was an absolute walloping at the hands of the Lions. The Lions' den, we know how good they are up, up at the Gabba, but the worst loss for the Tigers since 2016. Yes, good uh, Good morning, Abby. Yeah, it was another for Thursday night fizzer, really, it wasn't was. it? We haven't really had too many great Thursday night games since they've come back on. I was hoping this would be a good game. Of course, they played in an epic elimination final last year at the Gabba that both teams kicked 100 points, but mm. Brisbane were just far too good. Richmond just weren't up for the fight. I mean, this buy thing is now starting to... I mean, we know that a lot of the favourites are winning off the buy, but the teams that have coming off the buy are just playing really flat, average, ordinary football. So maybe they've got to drink less beer and uh, stay in training <laughs> mode because it's affecting them. And the Tigers, yeah, that was that was really poor. They, they never fired a shot. And uh, Brisbane did what they've done to a lot of teams and just dominated at the Gabba. What was the most impressive part for you? The, the, the Lions just dominated in the midfield from the opening bounce, didn't they? The yeah. Territory game was all of theirs, and um, Hugh McCluggage played one of his best games of the season. He had 34 disposals, running at 82% efficiency, nine score involvements, and Lockie Neal as well. What did he have, 33 or 34 as well? Kicked two. They yeah. they were very impressive in there. Yeah, it starts and stops in the midfield, Abby, and they were dominant. I mean, Richmond started the centre bounce with Cochin, Taranto, and Hopper. Like, they, they're three big boys that can all play, and I think they had one clearance between them at half time. Brisbane mm. just absolutely dominated that facet of the game. It set up the rest of their, their game. They could defend behind the ball. They were able to score. And you're right. I mean, McCluggage, that definitely was his best game for the year, which is great to see. He's probably just been slightly off his absolute best and Lockie Neal continues to do what he does. They didn't even really need Dunkley after halftime. He got subbed out. And uh, and Will Ashcroft, he just continues oh. to impress. I think he made a hit of a flat spot for a few weeks, a couple of weeks ago, but, gee, He's he was brilliant back. last night. He is back. And what? A mop of hair. It's that beautiful, is, isn't it? It is so beautiful. It is luscious. It's shiny. It, like... Yeah. Flies in the wind. It's beautiful. But <laughs> for the Tigers as well, no Prestia and losing Dusty, yep. obviously, um, with flu-like symptoms in in the lead into that game. That certainly didn't help. Anyone. Yeah, that was always going to be the concern for the Tigers. It's, um, Prestia seems to be a bit of a barometer. When he doesn't play, they do struggle. So him and Dusty was always going to make it hard for them to win, but certainly not play that bad. They were just beaten everywhere. I thought their defenders actually tried pretty hard, Broad and Vloston. Yeah, they did. Bolter had an interesting battle with, with big Joey Danaher, who, who in the end took the chocolates. But, um, yeah, Brisbane just keep, keep on rolling. Where are the Tigers at? Do you think that was, you know, the last roll of the dice for them and they're not looking at playing? in September Yeah, they've probably only got one roll of the dice left, don't they? So now eight games to go. They're probably going to be, by the end of the round, two games out of the eight. So they're going to have to win seven of their last eight games, maybe six, to mm. get in. So they're going to want to get on a, on a roll. I know they've got some winnable games, but it just leaves them no room for error. And I think we've seen with these teams, when you're not 
flying like a Port Adelaide or Collingwood, it's very hard to go six and two, seven and one. I mean, yeah. you generally end up sort of winning and losing a few games. So I think it makes it very hard for the Tigers from here. Turn the table, I guess, to the Lions. They seem to have found a really good blend between youth and experience, but we know there's some big names still missing from this side. You don't have the likes of Rich Gunston Zorko in there last mm, night. Darcy Gardner. Darcy Gardner. Do you see these boys in particular as part of Brisbane's best 22? Uh, it's hard right now the way they're playing. I think Zorko definitely comes back in. Um, but the others, they, they look like they've got a bit more speed, a bit more athleticism. I think their forward line, we've seen the last two weeks without Gunston, Hipwood and Danaher have actually played really good footy. Uh, Cam Rayner gets a little bit more responsibility as a forward, which I like. Charlie mm-hmm. Cameron hasn't even really um, hit his straps the last few weeks. And Zach Bailey. So they've got enough firepower in their forward line without Gunston. And same with the back line. Darcy Wilmot's flying. Yeah. Kadeen Coleman can't go out of that side again. Um, and I think they've got enough depth. So it's great to have those players on the sidelines and waiting in the wings if they do get any injuries. But at the moment, I think you've got to just trust the kids. We've seen it in the past. The Melbourne Premiership team from two years ago had seven players that were all kids picket and James Jordan and Bowie would only played seven games and Luke mm. Jackson and those sorts of things. So you can win a premiership with the kids. You just got to trust them. And Brisbane up there have now won 27 of their last 30 at the Gabba. So we know how strong they are at home. They need to be able to win away, don't they? And, and you just mentioned some of their forwards, Joe Danaher, Eric Hipwood. Do you think these boys are really going to be able to step up and stand up in the big games? Well, that's all we're waiting for with Brisbane. I think I said on Dead Set Legends last week, it's basically with Brisbane. It's just a hold on them until the finals. We know they're a very good team. We know they're going to be a top four team. We know they don't lose at the Gabba. The only question mark for them is can they get over a preliminary final and get to a grand final, mm. whether it's at the Gabba or the MCG, wherever they have to play, can they stand up? Can their forwards stand up? And can they defend really well against another strong team? All indications for me are saying, yes, they will. Mm. I trust them this year um, because they're defending much better. Danaher and uh, Hip would have been as consistent as they've ever been, but we're not going to know until prelim night, Abby. So we just sit with Brisbane. We wait. They're going to be there. They'll be in a prelim. It's still going to be see where it'll be. And then it's up to them how they perform Come on the night. Come on, Lions. If they don't do it now. That's right. If they don't oh, do it now, when will they? Because when will this, they? this is their best chance. I think this is their best mix with Dunkley in the side. The kids have added a bit. Defensively, I think Jack Payne is an upgrade on, say, a Marcus yep. Adams. He's been awesome. And their forwards, as I said, are as consistent as they've been. So this is their year. This is their year. There's no doubt about that. Big watch on Dunkley as well, getting subbed out. He did have ice on that calf post-match. Do so. they rest anyone against West Coast, Abby? I think Should they leave a few at home? If there's a few little... Eagles, I think they will. I think they should. I think they should as well. Hey, let's move on to tonight. Massive game at the SCG, a grand final rematch again. Um, it hasn't been the the best of, I guess, places for the Sydney Swans when they come up against the Cats. The previous two games they've lost, obviously, the grand final, 81 points, and then 93 points down at GMHPA in round six. How do they turn it around tonight? Oh, I'm not sure. They're, they're going to have to be tough in the midfield. It's been where they've been beaten up. They've seen Paddy Dangerfield back, and I think no. They'd get Warner. a little little shudder in their oh. in their lineup. Chad Warner, I think, has got leather poisoning after having 19 score involvements against uh, West Coast last week, which was the sixth most ever recorded. Ever. He was dominating, and yeah. then he's out with a a little tight calf. But yeah, Sydney going to have to really toughen up. They're going to have to stand up against this Geelong sort of senior, bigger bodies that have bullied them the last two times they've played. That's just the facts. So they should be full of confidence. Sydney hard to get a read on last week's game. 
Hard to get a read on the cats. Every time we think they're back, they drop one. (laughs) So this is going to be a fascinating game. I've probably got a bit more faith in the cats. Uh, I like the way they defended last week. Their their back six and seven is rock solid now. Raddy Galea comes back in. So maybe someone like a Jack Henry might replace Jeremy Cameron in the forward line. Uh, The Henry boys might be down there again with Tommy Hawkins and it's going to be a great game, but I think Geelong seem to have had, have the wood over the Swans. As you just made mention of, Dangerfield back, Radigalia back. Mm. Do you just feel as though the Cats at the moment sitting just outside the eight in ninth spot, do you feel like they're just starting to get things clicking along nicely and might make a run home? Potentially. We always have that in the back of our mind, but the sort of pragmatic me, a bit like Richmond, it's like it's the fairy tale that if they all come back, they're going to get on a roll. It all sounds great. It doesn't very often work out that way. Like it's harder to do than actually what we think. So look, they're, they're going to be thereabouts. I think they probably do sneak into the eight. I think they'll play finals looking at their run home. Are they going to be good enough in a finals to be able to go four wins in a row against four very good teams? That's going to be the challenge. Are they the same cats of last year? No, but they're still going to be a handful and uh, we'll find out more tonight. How do you reckon Jeremy Cameron would enjoy watching from the couch at home? I think he'd be the worst. Like, Probably. Oh. I don't even know if he'd watch the game. He seems to me the guy that'll go <laughs> like the, the bonfire bomb and he'll be sitting outside, I don't know, watching a fishing show or something. Dull, I don't even know if he'll watch dull. the footy. Did the boys win? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah he'll, he'll just check his Twitter every now and then, and that might be about it. Um, Chad Warner, though, massive loss to that midfield. Yeah. Uh, you know, we just touched on how important and, and critical midfields are, but that's a massive out for It's them. a shame for the Swans because last week they finally got their all yeah, their midfielders back. Going. So Mills was back into the side and uh, and, and Errol Gordon was flying and uh, Rowbottom, et cetera, and Luke Parker. So finally they had the full contingent and then Chaddy Warner, their most explosive midfielder, misses tonight. So that's going to hurt... Uh, the Sydney Swans, and interesting, no Tom McCartan again. So mm. uh, they're still really thin down back and no Buddy as well. Have so. they been really cautious with the Tom McCartan one? I He's named as an emergency, played VFL last week. Yeah, so. I think they are. They're just taking the conservative long-term play with Tom McCartan. Okay, yeah. well, we've got to take a break. Plenty more footy talk coming up on the other side. You, of course, are listening to Footy Talk. If you are listening on Apple, leave us a review. We would absolutely love to hear from you. to Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy with all the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Joey, some other massive games happening across round 16, but you want to start with the D's and GWS. What are you thinking of this one? Well, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Michael Hibbard that we heard from Goody, finding that he played with a lacerated kidney last week and he's now going to miss a month of footy. Just makes me think how tough these players are. First it was Danger a couple of weeks ago and and now Michael Hibbard. These blokes are as tough as they still are. I know people like to think the old days were tougher, but these blokes are, are enormous. So great, um, well, good luck to him. He's going to miss, as we said, a month of footy. A few changes. Ben Brown looks like might get a game mm-hmm. for North Melbourne. That's going to be fascinating to see what their forward mix is. I think this is a bit of a danger game for the Demons. I'm still pretty bullish on them uh, as a premiership contender, but they've just really struggled with their offense. And um, up in Darwin, it's going to be tough work. And I like the way the Giants are playing. The plucky Giants, I think those conditions might suit them. They're sort of surge and, and forward game. So um, Melbourne have got their work cut out. Do you expect them to bounce back, though? Obviously, they, what was it, six goals in the last quarter for the Cats at GMHBA. We don't see that from the Demons' defence, do we? Not often. They're no, not Their defence and their contest, uh, I think, is still rock solid. Yeah, it's just they're, they're finding their avenues to goal. They've got to find a bit more 
a bit more bounce with their ball movement. I think they've just gone a bit stagnant offensively. It's not so much, I don't think, their personnel in the forward line. I think if you move the ball a bit quicker and get it in there, the likes of Fritsch and Pickett and those guys can get to work. But they've just got to get a bit more ball movement going uh, off halfback a bit quicker. So that's going to be an interesting game for me. On the GWS Giants, Eth highlighted the work of Kieran Briggs on Wednesday. He's won 6.2 clearances this season. The most of any ruckman in the comp. He's having a cracker, isn't he? He's been a great find. I think he's last seven or eight weeks. He's almost the number one ruck. I think he is the number one ruckman in the competition. So that's been a great get for Adam Kingsley and his side. So um, he's going to continue on. He's got his hands full against the big boys in Maxie Gorn and Brodie Grundy. Hey, what about the Bombers? Sixth spot coming up against Port Adelaide this weekend. Uh, how do you see that one playing out? Port are absolutely flying. Yeah. And the Bombers, they're just, uh, I guess, a little bit at risk of potentially falling out the eight. I'm slightly nervous yeah. for the Bombers. I've just got some concerns. That game against Fremantle was really disappointing. They they allow the opposition to move the ball really easily, and, and that's always hard to try and have to defend in your back 50. And I know they're a very good offensive team. They get some players back, but I just can't see them winning the ball back enough off Port Adelaide. They are the best ball movement side in the competition. They're a beautiful kicking team, Port Adelaide. And if the conditions are fine down here in Melbourne, I, I can't see Essendon winning. And then you look ahead, and their next two weeks, they've got Adelaide at Marvel Stadium, which is going to be really one. tough, and then Geelong yeah. down at Geelong. So really quickly, for all the praise and all the high with the Bombers, we could be talking about them in two weeks, Abby, out of the eight, and it might be hard with, you know, only five or six weeks to go. So just a nervous moment, but if they can win this game, if they can steal themselves and at some point Port Adelaide have to lose, mm. well, then you think the Bombers will play finals. So massive game for them. Draper's such a big out yeah, for the Bombers is. as well. Is there a TBC on on his return from a hip injury or still no outlook yeah, on that? Yeah, haven't heard, and they're just going to go alone with um, Andrew Phillips as the one-out ruck. So okay. that's going to be interesting to see how that goes, as we said, against the Port Adelaide side that are flying and are pretty healthy as well. So uh, hard to see Port getting beaten at the moment. Quinton Narkle, you're a little unlucky. He had a ripping debut a few weeks ago for the footy club, but they do need to make room for Junior Rioli who's yeah, coming well, back in. that's the problem. When you've got such a good lineup and you've got everyone fit and available, we're seeing some good players miss out. Ryan Burton a few weeks ago, Tom Jonas has missed a bit of footy. So Quinton Narkle, uh, it's been a great story, but yeah, Junior Rioli is very important to them. 11 in a row for Port Adelaide. They have had an unbelievable run so far and you expect that that game is going to be an absolute cracker between the Bombers and Port Adelaide. But last but not least, let's touch on the Blues v the Hawks because I, I'm a little bit worried for the Blues here. Oh. I think this is a danger game and potentially the mighty Hawks coming off the back of, it. of course, Sam Mitchell being inducted into the AFL yeah. Hall of Fame. I just have a feeling that the Hawks are going to be up and about. It's a good good one, Abby. Which team rocks up? I don't know. I mean, yeah. the, but the best of Hawthorne we know. Can, it's good. They, they can scare the bejesus out of any team, let alone Carlton. I just would love to see if Sicily was playing, you could almost be more confident. Feels to me they rely so much on Sicily in their back line. But the Blues, we're going to find out, was that game against Gold Coast, you know, an aberration or is that now something that they can build from? Mm. I'm still not convinced. It was an amazing second quarter, but six of their nine goals were from centre bounce. That doesn't really happen uh, at all. So have they found their mojo? Look, they should win. Carlton should win. But I'm with you. It's a bit of a danger game. (laughs) Hawthorne, their handball game, they could run Carlton off their legs potentially and make this a bit of a a, a bit of a foot race and, and it might make Blues fans a bit nervous. And Hawks were really disappointing last week yeah. up at um, at the Gold Coast, so they'll be looking to respond strongly. But the Blues don't have a ruckman yes. at the moment as well. It's looking that Lewis Young is going to have to shoulder the ruck duties. Uh, Pitnet out with that knee issue, of course. De Koning absent from training yesterday. Yeah. So 
might fall on Lewis Young. Lewis Young and maybe Jack Silvani to come back in and play that second ruck roll. Up so, against the big noodle, yes, Ned Reeves. Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting game and uh, there'll be a lot of nervous Carlton supporters, but uh, I enjoy watching the Hawks play. Hopefully yeah, they play their best exciting. footy and make it a good game. All right, hit us with your bold predictions for this weekend. My bold prediction, the first one, I think Frio flexed their muscles against the Western Bulldogs. I, I like the way that they're going about it in the midfield. I think that Darcy and Jackson are the best ruck combination in the competition and I think they can find a way to quell the influence of Tim English and maybe the, the Bulldogs midfield. And I think the Dogs will get beaten and it'll mm. make their spot in the top eight a nervous one as well. That's my first bowl prediction. And my second one is Abby Holmes kicks three goals oh, no. for Box Hill on Saturday, <laughs> leads them to a finals campaign. It's a big 24 hours for you, Abby. Oh, my goodness. It is a monster 24 hours. I'm about yes. to fly to Sydney. You've got to be up at 5.30 tomorrow morning, back on a plane by 7, land at 8.30 and at Box Hill by 9.30. We need to win tomorrow right. to play finals. It's on you. So. You've got to kick a couple. Hopefully that prediction is correct, That's but it. I don't I don't like my chances. So <laughs> hey, we'll see how we go. Back yourself in. <laughs> Beautiful. Good work by you, Joey. Have a good weekend. Enjoy your little boy's birthday party tomorrow. Thank as you, well. Abby. Yeah, turning five, Noah. So we've got a little day at Mopa, so that'll be fun oh. with all the kids, and then we'll sit down and watch some footy in the afternoon. Very big happy birthday to Noah. You guys have been listening to Footy Talk. If you have a question for us, get us on Instagram at Footy Talk underscore pod or at TikTok, of course, at Footy Talk Pod. Tomorrow you've got Limo and Jay. Listener.